pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the world's greatest video games radio show. My name is Steve Curran. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we are bringing you all the latest and greatest video game news and gossip for the next hour, aren't we, Anne? We are. Do you know what we're doing it? We're doing it in the smoothest way possible. No hiccups. Nothing. No hiccups for our listeners. Typically... We have one or two things that go wrong during the show, just a little. And actually, what you, I don't want to show you behind the curtain too much, listeners, but sometimes we just add those in to make <laughs> you feel more at home, you know, because you wouldn't know it was one life left if there weren't no. a few glitches. Uh, but this week, absolutely seamless. Seamless. To show that we can do that without Simon. Yeah. Where is he? Uh, I, I don't know. Did you sign him off? I didn't sign him off. I thought you, you're CEO. I didn't sign And HR. Yeah. Why, what would I be doing signing anything? Well, at some point, somebody's got to take responsibility. <sighs> Sounds uh, like he is going to have to CHR when he comes back. Do you know yeah. what? Can't, I can't remember. He did definitely he told us. I think he did say Tenerife. And we were like, why are you going to... Are you, is this a jolly? Is it bad that we don't express enough interest in Simon? Yes. Simon, if you're listening... We do miss you. What's going on in Tenerife? God, I don't know. It's probably games, isn't it? Yeah, probably games. Like have you been, Anne? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I'm here. And that's really the main thing. <laughs> Are you here both physically and mentally? Uh, well, one for sure. The other one will get there. Um, you know, Simon last week asked uh, what the most interesting thing that had happened to us over the last week yeah. was. And I thought that was a really nice way to begin the show. Yeah, see, what's the most boring uh, thing? Uh, what's the most boring thing that's happened to you this week? Uh, the most boring thing. Uh, changing nappies, isn't it? Definitely is boring it. by now. Very routine and arduous. Yeah. It's not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What's the most boring thing? Uh, this morning, I thought I was going to have to get on a different tube line, and then I didn't. <laughs> that is quite... It's a very boring story. It's a very boring story. 
<sighs> Anything interesting? Anything interesting over the last week? Uh, let me think. Hmm. It's been quite a busy week, is the thing. Been quite. Uh, I've been doing a lot. I'm sure I did something over the weekend. I must have done something over the weekend. I mean, you'd imagine so. It was a weekend. They just vanish. They just vanish. I got into work this morning, like this morning, and somebody, somebody said, "So this is Monday morning," and someone said, "Oh, did you have a nice weekend?" And I literally had to look at my calendar to see what I had done that weekend, like the last two days, because I couldn't remember. I got into the office and it was like blank, gone. Mm. No, no recollection. But I'm, I'm right now really struggling yeah. to recall what I did on Saturday or Sunday. Do you know what I did on Friday night? Tell me. And this was interesting. Okay. I have my book club. I haven't asked you yet. Have you done anything interesting over the last week? Yeah, on Friday night. Tell me more. I had my book club. How was that? It was great, because we were reading Point Horror. Do you remember Point Horror from the olden days? I don't, I don't remember Point Horror. What's Point Horror? Point Horror was a genre fiction for uh, young teens... Uh, they were scary, but not too scary. Okay. Uh, so yeah, point horror, point romance, point crime. Those were the three that I was into. Hold on, are those series? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. there are um, there are titles under those yeah. headings. So yes. point point horror. Scary. You were into point romance. I'm not into it. I read a couple. I was definitely more into point horror. And the other one, point crime. Okay, so you're more into point horror. Yeah. Uh, what are the titles of the books under point horror? Uh, so what we read was. The Boyfriend and The Snowman. Uh, you could also read titles such as... Hold on, is The Boyfriend, The Snowman? N- two Does separate it, Is there a twist? Oh, right, I say. I the Boyfriend. The Boyfriend and The Snowman. And The Snowman. Okay. You could also read The Babysitter or The Girlfriend. Are they all uh, definite articles at the I start? I think so. Okay, that's feels their, like. that's their feels um, like. brand, I get it. Yeah, uh, R.L. Stein was a key writer. So multiple writers across it. Okay, so he's Goosebumps man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was, um, that was a very interesting time. I still don't know what I did over the weekend. Must have done something. Must have done something. Maybe it's baby related. I, I mean, I guess we've got about an hour to figure out what I'll you did over the weekend. Is this is this our mystery, our mystery game? I'll work on it. Do we have news? Yep. We have news. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. Shall we? Shall we get on with it? Yeah. All right. Here's the news. on Monday the 11th of November. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. A new diverse and inclusive entertainment studio from former games industry stars has been announced. Brass Lion Entertainment was co-founded by Manveer Hare, Brynna Dabby-Smith and Rasha uh, Reddick. The trio have worked across AAA titles including Mass Effect 3, Skyrim, Wolfenstein, Fallout 3 and Sleeping Dogs. Hare said in a Medium post, Brass Lion is focused on creating original fictional universes that centre on black and brown characters, cultures and stories, something we feel is sorely lacking right now. So this is super cool. Uh, You know Manveer, don't you? Yeah. You're tight with Manveer. Yeah, he's 
good guy. So presumably he tipped you off about this. He was like, yeah. uh, maybe you want to lead with this story on yeah. your radio show. Yeah. Okay, have you got any uh, any quotes from him? Yeah, the Are one I in... just read. Oh, yeah, that was it. Was that spoken straight to you? Uh, via... via a medium post. But, you know, he knows that's where <laughs> he I go. He was writing to you. Yeah. <laughs> the medium post began, Dear Anne <laughs> and everyone could... <laughs> else. Uh, yes, this is very exciting. Uh, so we've known that Manvir was looking to do... Uh, to start a new studio that's sort of been in the pipeline for a little bit um, and I was very interested to see uh, what would come out of this and this sounds really cool so they're looking to create universes they're not just like yeah well we're going to do a game they're like no we're going to create some new uh, fictional universes so um, they say our goal is to diversify the video game industry one fictional universe at a time and expand them into other forms of entertainment such as film, TV, comics and podcasts. We want to let all players be delighted by our franchises, no matter what their background and preferred medium is. That is a good ambition. What uh, what do we know about what they're working on? Uh, so, they uh, are already starting to make uh, a game. They're, so their ti- debut title will be called Corner Wolves, and it's a fictional mixed media... Sorry, say that. That sounded like Cornwall. Corner Wolves. Corner Wolves. Okay. It does sound like... Corn, and where corner is it wolves. set? Cornwall. Cornwall. Corner Wolves. Cornwall. Corner Wolves. In Cornwall. Uh, a fictional mixed media project that will follow a group of Harlem residents in the mid-90s as their lives are impacted and intertwined with the war on drugs. Um. Yeah, I think this will be... Great. So this is uh, this is exciting. Um, mainly, I think to me uh, because it diversifies not just the uh, target market for video games, but diversifies the stories that we are telling within video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sounds new and interesting. We don't mm-hmm. know anything about the mechanics yet, although no. I guess we can maybe infer something from the uh, people who are working at the studio. What were their What were their game credits? Again, uh, you mentioned that in the title. Mass Effect 3, Skyrim, mm. Wolfenstein, Fallout 3, and Sleeping Dogs. Interesting. So, I, I, you know, those are all uh, single-player-led narrative games, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we can assume that they're going to tell stories, aren't they? Yeah. And looking at how uh, so they're thinking about uh, multimedia and mixed media as well, and I think that that is generally something that is story-led. You want to experience the narrative you want to experience the story and they're going to tell it to you in multiple ways do you Uh, think as part of their mixed media exploration they need a radio show well they said podcasts okay a radio show is better yeah uh i don't i mean i don't think that we are necessarily the kind of people whose stories they're trying to tell and maybe we need to step down and let them do their thing i was going to do that (laughs) you're just like i've already have here 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 i am stepping down right now (laughs) Welcome to the gossip section. Rumour has it that Apple is teaming up with Valve to create a new AR head-mounted display device. The project could release in the second half of next year. Bloomberg reported back in 2017 that Apple was working on a device that would eventually become the successors to the iPhone and that would ship in 2020. Apple halted work on its AR-related projects earlier this year and this is apparently what it's shifted its in-house efforts to. It's thought the headset will be sold as an iPhone accessory to connect wireless to the iPhone as a sort of display. Okay, I'm not an Apple uh, Apple iPhone user, 
Yeah. Uh, so maybe this is time for an opinion. Is this not them taking a shot at sort of the Google, Google Glass? Google Glass. Google Glass. Google Glass. Which was a uh, one of Google's man- many failures. Um, th- so what has made Apple decide they want to do that? It's just nice to have a new thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they like they like getting their new phones out, and they're like. I mean, everyone does expect a new phone. What could we possibly do that's not a phone? Um, So I think it is interesting that they are... I mean, we sort of knew this. They're thinking more and more about AR. And I do feel that's where people are going because AR is the point at which you can infiltrate people's lives. VR, you have to shut yourself... You have to put yourself somewhere and Mm -hmm. shut yourself... Sorry, I hit the mic. Very, very enthusiastic. <laughs> Bit aggressive. Uh, you have to put yourself away, shut yourself off somewhere, put something on. You don't really know what's going on around you, so you sort of want to feel safe. You have to have all this stuff uh, just so that y- you can play some games that you could possibly play elsewhere. Whereas mm-hmm. AR, you just be walking down the street. You could just be playing Pong with your eyes. Right, you could be. Pl- you've got glasses on right now. I know. Who's For to say I this know, isn't a prototype? <laughs> you could be playing a game rather than doing the radio oh, show. I'm always playing You're a game right. when I'm looking with my eyes. <laughs> so that's, uh, th- this is super interesting. Why do you think they've chosen to collaborate with Valve? If they have, if they have, this is rumor. still rumour, gossipy, we don't know anything. we don't know anything. I bet Simon knows. It's yeah. probably why he's not here. It's probably what's going on in Tenerife. Valve in Tenerife? It's where you wouldn't expect them. Yeah. You hide in plain sight. <laughs> Tenerife. Tenerife. Uh, uh, why have they chosen to uh, partner with Valve? Valve are good at that stuff, aren't they? I mean, they've well, got they've got lots of money. They've got money. They've and got... Apple have money. Maybe they just like going out for nice lunches, and they're like, "Let's team up with another company that will go out for nice lunches." Valve have got a lot of, well, they've got their own, uh, you know, very very capable in house development teams. They've mm-hmm. also got access to a lot of developers who want to be friends with Valve because Valve are the gateway to, um, well, Steam is the gateway to selling games on PC, and they also have that storefront as well, don't they? So they know. Yeah. Um, but presumably, if Apple are doing this, it's going to be for more than games. Well, yeah. So that thinking about it now, that's something that I find interesting. It has like they do have their own. They have App Store and they have mm. Arcade now. Mm. Um, and so teaming up with another company, which is also uh, also a retailer. Mm-hmm. Um, what if what, indeed this is happening? If indeed we don't may know. not be happening. Did you just make this up? I mean. That's quite a novel approach to the news. It'd be isn't really it? good yeah. if you had. In fact, it is a good. Maybe we should have a new <laughs> section at the end of the news called "And Rumor," where you. Uh, yeah. yeah. And finally, Just Dance is marking its 10-year anniversary with a fundraiser for Alzheimer's Research UK. Publisher Ubisoft has created a short video about how people living with dementia can find enjoyment through things like dance and that many families create memories through playing games like Just Dance. Ubisoft will donate £1 to the charity for every retweet or share of the story up to £30,000. Just Dance has sold over 67 million copies with its 2020 iteration launching last week. I have some points to make about this. Go. Point one, yeah. Just Dance is great. Yes. We're big fans of Just Dance. Yeah. Really like the you know, franchise. You know why? Why? We just like to dance. <laughs> and we like the excuse that Just Dance uh, provides mm. for us to dance. Uh, I think it's fun and really well executed. Point two. Yeah. Uh, good thing for them to do. 
like to raise right. awareness yeah. of this and to give 30 grand to them, presuming it can get yeah. 30,000 retweets. Do we know how many it's on right now? No, let me have a look. Okay. I think this is across multiple uh, social media okay, platforms. So, so I, that includes maths. And I did maths last week. You did. You I'm really not doing it every it. week. No, no, no. Uh, point three. Mm-hmm. How much, if you were employing a marketing agency, uh, would you charge to get a tweet or an influencer a tweet that got 30,000 retweets? Do you think it'd be more or less than £30,000? I think it would be less. Is 30,000 retweets that many? I think it's quite a lot. I think I think it would be in that region, maybe. I don't know anything about this, uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is this is a good game and for a good cause, but it's also a good marketing decision because uh, I saw that crop up on my timeline. Why wouldn't you retweet it? Give money to charity. Yeah. Uh, it's also... Um, I didn't retweet it. Because you hate charity. <laughs> Whatever it's for. Uh, it's also quite... I think the premise of it was quite interesting. It took me a second to get the link between the story that they were telling and the game. But I but I think it makes sense. They're, they're basically saying lots of people make memories mm-hmm. through things like Just Dance. Mm-hmm. But if you remove the Just Dance aspect of it, it's making memories with people by spending time with them and, and doing activities with them. And when uh, a member of your family um, has dementia, um, it's sometimes being able to go into those small memories and, mm. and sometimes they are older memories. Uh, when you see that they remember something that they really, really love and enjoy, it just brings so much happiness to them. So yeah, I think I think it's quite a nice, quite a nice message. Yeah. It definitely is. Uh, that's the end of your news, isn't it? Yeah, but let me tell you, uh, as of October 2019, the top tweet has over 4.4 million retweets. It's loads. Which was tweeted by Yazuka Mezawa. Okay, what was it about? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for that. Um, I've got some more news. Yeah? Shall I do Go. it now? Yeah. Google's game streaming service, Stadia, is almost upon us, and ahead of its launch next Tuesday, the company has revealed a full lineup of titles coming to the platform on day one. So I'm going to list those titles. There's 12 of them. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, GYLT, is that guilt? I guess it probably is guilt, Sounds isn't like it? That, yeah. It's in capitals though, so it's their fault, not mine. Uh, Just Dance 2020, Kine, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Samurai Showdown, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Definitive Edition, Thumper, and Tomb Raider, Definitive Edition. What do you think? That's that's quite a lot of ga- I That's quite a lot of games. Mm. Not loads and loads of games. Quite a lot of games, and I know a lot of their titles already. Well, why do you think that is? It's because they're just getting getting the old. <laughs> they've already got them in. They've already got them in, so they've just ripped them, and they're just going to put them out. So uh, these are games that are already out on other systems. There are no, as you know, traditionally when there is a console, a new console that people are trying to persuade people to buy. The proposition is you have to buy this console to play this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not believe any of those are exclusives. Uh, and indeed, I've heard of them all and played them all apart from Guilt. Which I'm not even sure how to say. No. Uh, also, three of them are Tomb Raider. That's a lot of Tomb Raiding. Mm. Do you think that uh, Google are going for a niche? 
People who like to like to raid, raid tombs. tombs. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, some of those games are absolutely great. You know, we loved Just Dance 2020. Oh, Thumper, yeah. uh, I think, is an absolutely phenomenal game. Kine uh, is by Gwen Frey, who we've talked about on the show as recently as last week. Uh, and had on the show as recently as uh, a while back. Although Good. we both forgot yeah. it when we went out for fondue. Uh, so yeah, it's you know on a sort of game by game basis, it's a good lineup. But is it enough to persuade anyone to use Stadia to play these games on? I don't think so. No, but maybe they're looking for people. Maybe they're testing this out a bit. Well, this, I mean, certainly they are, and certainly they will say that, right? Uh, but it, it's not clear to me who this is oh wait sorry you know what when i was abbreviating this story to read it out thanks you're a gamer <laughs> uh i missed out a middle paragraph right because i tried to yeah yeah uh and uh rhyme developer takia softworks guilt the latter being stadia's only launch day exclusive oh, hey. so there we go exclusive exclusive so um so there's one game on there Okay. That you haven't been able to uh, play previously. I d- it's just not clear to me who this is for. They're just trying to guilt you into buying <laughs> hey, it. Hey, hey! Or, or GYLT it. I, I don't know. It doesn't <sighs> work as know, much. Just... Anyway, that's interesting. I definitely spotted some other other news stories as well. I mean, the most important other news story this week. Do you want me to start the theme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a short one. London Pokemon Centre will run out of exclusive bowler hat Pikachus this week. End. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? Uh, Have you been yet? No. Are you going to go? No. Me no, not if these are going right. to be out. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, is it sad, though? Because I think that everybody who wants satisfaction will have got satisfaction. Hold on, here's a short news story for you. It's just shocked me. Erica Dev Flavorworks nets $3.85 million to make more interactive games. Well, firstly, well done them. And secondly, Secondly, where's our 10%? Yeah, what's going on? That's an awful lot of money. We made you, Jatteridge. We can break you. We probably won't. We won't because we're nice. You've probably got good insurance, haven't you? Yeah, look at Bithel. Yeah. We let him continue. That's great news. That is really good. Well done, Jack. Yeah, Erica is brilliant. I'm interested to see uh, what other stories they tell. I, yeah, I think that's what I'm most interested in games at the minute is new stories and not necessarily stories that are predicated or the, the narrative that comes out of a game mechanic. I want the story to be the thing and I want to explore it in a way that is interesting and not necessarily like driven by a game mechanic. That's just something I've been mulling over recently. Maybe uh, Jatteridge should get you on as a consultant. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's TBH. fair. Just pay it forward, yeah. I think. All yeah. right. Got one more story Go. for you from VG, VG247, this one. Even Japanese players think that the Famitsu cameo in Death Stranding is a bit gross, is the headline. Um... Famitsu's Hirokazu Hamamura has a cameo in Death Stranding that creates a conflict of interest, leads the piece, and yeah, I think I definitely agree about this. So uh, Hideo Kojima was inviting people to his his pad, wasn't he? And he was scanning them in, saying, hey, look what I can do, sit in this chair or stand here and I'll scan you in and then you'll be in the game. Mm -hmm. He did that to a journalist, to the guy in charge of Famitsu, which is... Uh, to its um, Japan's leading video game publication. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if he's 
Is he in charge? Uh, yeah, he's the long-time editor of Famitsu, it says here. Uh, so, yeah, that seems a bit sketchy to me. Where's the line? How can you trust Famitsu's review of Death Stranding? Because they'll be looking at, you know, the reviewer will be playing it. They'll be looking at his boss's face in there. Mm. Mm. Um, that there- said, if you want to put One Life Left in a game... Well, this is what I was going to say. If anybody said to us... Uh, do, you want, do you want to come over or we'll, we'll scan you put you in our game you 100% be, I would 100% do it Absolutely. and then I would 100% review it and we I would, would 100% give it 7 out of 10 yeah well no you'd give it a fair score you'd give it you'd review it competently yeah. so you can be and trusted It's a fair score uh, as far as you as know as far as I know don't know yet uh, yeah yeah uh, I mean, I'd definitely find it hard to say no. Maybe that's because I'm bad at ethics. <laughs> Maybe we need to go on an ethical course. But Maybe I, that's what Simon's doing in Tenerife. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, the one thing I would um, have a little bit of caution over with this is that th- that sort of thinking is something that has caused uh, a bad movement in video games uh, in the past year, considering the ethics of what journalists do. And yeah, that, this is probably a bit of a dumb move. But um, I'm just a little cautious about... Certainly the ethics in journalism, uh, like, the ethics in journalism phrasing, phraseology, has been co-opted by a group of bad people. Yeah. I was going to say bad guys. I didn't want to gender it. And then I thought, well, Well, (laughs) uh, it's been co-opted. But I think generally ethics are a good thing. Yeah, am I just I saying? I'm not speaking I think, out. Of, I think we shouldn't think about ethics because somebody once you know. said ethics and <laughs> used should, it negatively. We should try and reclaim ethics. Maybe that could be our. Uh, that will be our One Life Left year. 2020, reclaiming ethics. All right, thanks, Scans. One Life Left video game news with Anne Scanfordberry. <laughs> listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is OPL2 and Reverb. It's an experiment by Gala. It's from chipmusic.org. It's atmospheric, isn't it, Anne? Love experiments. 
feels like uh, one of us should make a revelation right now. Reveal something important. Do you remember what you did this weekend? I actually do. I actually do. Um, I was. I, it makes sense that I don't remember what it was. My daughter got sick. Oh. She got a cold. And that begins with very, very cute little sneezes, which are adorable, but they foreshadow something bad, which is you know, it's awful because she can't really help and she's very, very sad. Mm. Um, and then she got better. Good. The end. Good. <laughs> so it wasn't very, very interesting, but it makes me feel better that uh, there's a reason why I don't remember what happened. It was basically low-key traumatic and not very interesting. <laughs> the end uh right do we have any letters we have letter hello team hello ssg i've been bombarded by adverts for a game in the advert you have to manipulate gates in order to deliver treasure to your hero and doom to the baddie In the advert, an unseen hand gets it all completely wrong. I may be a sucker, but I quite like the look of this game. However, all the comments below the ads point out that this ad doesn't depict the game at all. The game it leads to is a fairly dull RPG. What non-existent games have you wanted to play? What vaporware screenshots have caught your eye? Pip-pip, Robert. I see that same advert as well. Have you seen it? I don't know. I d- Sometimes if I um if I feel like I don't want to be advertised at when the advert comes up I just I look away. <laughs> I just look away. I see this specifically on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um and it yeah, it, it portrays a cartoon adventurer trapped uh in a uh, you know, a some kind of tower and there's some gold and you've got to rescue him uh, and get the gold by manipulating gates as Robert says uh, and yeah same as Robert I've gone oh that does look good but like you I don't like to be manipulated by adverts yeah. so I've never been tempted to download it however I've heard that this is a new thing that games are being advertised with completely different games they are not nothing like the you know the thing thing that people use to hook people in you would think that you just make a game that's just more make like that, that one, one which i don't really get i don't get it I, I mean i guess robert says that the actual game is a sort of like generic rpg and maybe there is a template for those that's just so much easier than coming up with a new mechanic and uh and you know designing the puzzles for that but even so it <laughs> It feels like they kind of have done that. They've come up with this idea, which is save the adventurer, and 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 they've got this got some physics in it. And it seems quite satisfying. It feels like you've done the hard bit. Mm. You've come up with the idea. Can't you actually make through. that game? It's very odd. Believe uh, in yourself. There's also a, a I, I've seen a, a sort of skew on that, which is like basically torture the goblin. So it's it's similar. You have these this sort of goblin in the centre of the screen, and you. You have to move gates and pulleys to, you know, hurt him. Which sounds a bit sinister. But it's Goblin, so it's fine. Uh, But, you know, again, I I assume that beneath that is a completely generic, different game. Not so interesting. Which has nothing to do with Goblins. Also, I don't get... I I really genuinely don't get the win here. I mean, it must work because someone's throwing money at it. But presumably people download it and then go, 
this isn't the game that I wanted. Well, as Robert was saying, the reviews said, this is not the game. But then what do they do? Keep playing the game? Is that what people do? Oh, it's on my phone now, so I might as well. I don't know, maybe. Installs are expensive and Facebook ads are cheap and maybe it, it, you know, works for them. But yeah, it's bewildering. I don't get it. I'm sorry, Robert. Sorry it's happening to you as well. Uh, What non-existent games have you wanted to play? Well, that, sort of, as well. Uh, And I think I mentioned it on the show before that Pixelgrams, uh, the game that I made a few years ago, came came genuinely out of that situation that I was like, oh, I know an idea for a game. And then Mm. I went on the Play Store, the Google Play Store, to find it, and it wasn't there. And I was like, oh, well, that's annoying because A, I can't play it, and B, now I have to make it. (laughs) So I did. Have you ever had that sort of feeling that there's a game out there or a game you've been prompted to think should exist and doesn't? No, no. Well, I think I more tune into memory, like times that I've had nice memories playing games, and then I can't remember what the game is. So it's not that the game doesn't exist; it's just I can't remember what it was. Mm. Uh, rather than thinking that a game, thinking of a game, and then finding that it doesn't exist. That makes sense. I'm just looking through our one life left mail. We've right got another now. one. Oh, we do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three days ago. Three days mm. ago. Okay, I'll just go through. Uh, notification from Resonance. No. Email from Curve Digital. No. I mean, Simon adding my email to his PR list. Uh, mail, for, mail for the show from Chris Stewart. It's from... Uh, 4th of November. No, 8th of November. Oh. oh, here we go. There you go. James Parker. Dear team, potential SSG, but particularly Simon. It's not here. Ah. Last week on the show, you said that Hudson Hawk on the Amiga was based on the same engine as the Blues Brothers. But everybody knows that Blues Brothers was based on the Titus the Fox engine made by Titus. Of course it was. It's a shame to have ruined your unblemished record for factual accuracy on the show after so many years with this particular gaffe. And shame on Stee and Anne for not picking up on this. Yeah, I agree. I apologise, James. I can only presume they didn't mention it because they were trying to spare your blushes. That is actually right. So my question is, what's the most wrong you've ever been about a game or about anything, really? Well, there was a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. when I got skeuomorphism wrong. Won't forget that in a hurry. There was the time before that when I said um, Link's Awakening was on the SNES, which technically it was via the Super Game Boy, so I wasn't exactly right or wrong there. Uh, What about you? I think I have wrong opinions. (laughs) But, you know, that's just an opinion. Uh, Can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. I think some of them can. Uh, no, I mean, I have to check stuff for the news, so I can't ever, I can't afford to be wrong. 100% the accurate. facts lead me. 100% accurate. Uh, we've got one more letter. Oh, do we? Do you want to do, yeah. It was the one that was from Tim from a few weeks ago that we never ended up reading because we thought it was a physical letter. We asked him to write it in, but I mean, we've only done two letters. Doesn't matter. We can't go back on that. Tim has to write to us. We've got nothing else. That's on us. It's not on Tim. We can't look. If we if we go back, what sort of example do we set? That it's all right to change your mind. Example. That is a bad example. <laughs> no one should ever change their mind about anything. We know okay. that. All right. I'm going to play another piece of music. This is Feral and Mayong. Uh-huh. 
life left still still resonance 104.4 fm as i started to speak then and just sort of took her headphones off in just tiresome disgust just apathy it is monday it is monday how's your monday been challenging it has been a challenging day. It's been a challenging Monday yeah. for me too. But we are here on One Life Left and it's always yeah, always the best It feels like home. Uh, it does in a way, but it should do because we've Cause lived here. Because I sleep here. here. <laughs> yeah, we've lived here for 13 years yeah. as well. 13 years. What could we have done in 13 years? Uh, gone to school. I mean, we could have done anything really. Anything at all. Um, right, so... We're a radio show, and I need to talk to you about video games. I need to talk to you about a video game, because I don't want to mention it in the review section anymore. Uh, Noita. No what? <laughs> That's good. Noita. Bless you. Very good. Uh, so Noita is a game that I've mentioned on the uh, in the review section for maybe two weeks, three weeks, or something like that. Uh, and I have now put in... I'm going to load up Steam uh, while I talk about this. I'll tell you how many hours, but it's definitely over 60 into this, which is... In uh, in baby terms, in my you know post baby video gaming life, that's basically a thousand. That's a ridiculous number of hours, and I show no sign of stopping. And it's a problem. It's genuinely a problem. It's not a problem for my life because I'm sort of dealing with all of this in the small hours. Uh, after my partner and my child have gone to bed, uh, it's fine. You know, I can find some time to do that but it is a problem for the rest of my gaming life now what i typically like to do is play each game for an hour or so uh, Mm -hmm. each game i try uh and you know that means i've not played 60 games that i should have played uh and i'm really really struggling to deal with it like it's got such clever mechanics uh sorry am i keeping you no what are you doing (laughs) just typing something what are you typing just are you talking to simon <laughs> he's in tenerife he's just uh, they have the in. internet in tenerife <laughs> um 
Yeah, it's it's really getting uh, it's really I'm finding it very very difficult to stop, and I wondered if you've ever had that problem with a video game. Wanting to stop. <laughs> I mean, obviously that happens all the time with all video games, uh, but specifically, uh, have you ever been addicted to a video game? Yeah. Have you ever had a video game that you want to stop because you're enjoying it too much and you need to move on? It's, and how do you do that? It was the game that I played last Christmas. It, this is very much what, the Wham game. Yeah, no, the gingerbread game. The gingerbread. It was like a match three I game. I remember you were playing a Christmas and match and three I game, and you stop. Were... And then Christmas finished, and it was January, and it just felt sad to keep playing it. But I was having a lovely. I continued having a lovely time with it, and it was quite a poorly made. Why like, do you game. think you were having a lovely time then? What if it was poorly made? Why was it? And I say it was poorly made. It wasn't. Okay. It just it wasn't it highbrow. Was, uh, okay. It wasn't highbrow. And I'm being a snob. That's okay, you can be a snob. What do you think you're enjoying so much about it? Um, well, it was Christmassy and I wanted to feel Christmassy and then I became addicted to the Christmassy feeling. Uh, also... <laughs> so that got you in? Yeah, like, the Match 3s are great fun because they're very, like, there's such a good sense of achievement. And when you get, oh, it's just, it was quite good going through levels and being oh I'll never be able to do this one and then I did it and then I used to sometimes go back just to prove how much better I'd got at it and go to a level which I'd found very very hard before and then I just like steam through it again so the loop in match threes is quite Mm. rewarding I'm seeing this in Grindstone at the moment which is the Apple Arcade game and I'm you know it's quite similar in dynamic to a match three thing I think Simon mentioned last week on the show that uh, that it seemed very much like maybe it was me actually (laughs) that it seemed very much like a game that was originally going to be as a free-to-play game and now is existing in um, in Apple Arcade form. Uh, but it has these very small loops, right, where it, you complete a level. You, you do, In the short term, you get some small satisfaction from matching three, right? And it's mm-hmm. quite pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And then there's that moment where everything jumbles up and you're like, ooh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to match three. Mm-hmm. And then you can match three mm-hmm. and it's quite rewarding. Uh, but you complete a level in how long? Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, I want to say it's quick. Sometimes it's not as quick as you'd like it to be. But it's usually, you know, less than five minutes. Mm. So you have another loop and it's very easy to start another level after that. It's straight in front of you. So you have another loop there where it's just, okay, one more level, mm-hmm. one more level, one more level. And here's the trick, right? It makes you feel like you're achieving something. Mm. Are you achieving something? Yes, great things. <laughs> Are you? Greatness and, and uh, self-fulfillment. I, no. I, yeah, I got addicted to a match three game on, on um, Switch. And I can't remember what it's called now, but it was one of those very early Switch titles ported from a phone. It's not good. But all the time I move closer to this sort of completion of the whole thing. And I feel like I'm there with Grindstone at the moment as well, which, you know, I think is nice and is very, very rewarding. As I said previously, it's juiced to the max. Everything feels satisfying. But I'm moving closer to this completing the game thing. And, you know, slowly I'm starting to think, why? Mm. What happens when I get there? It is very rare that I complete a game, especially a game like that, and I don't feel tremendously unfulfilled at the end and a little bit of regret at the time I've sunk into this thing. Um, Which is worrying, right? Like, especially when you are in that. I'm not stopping playing Nata, and I've got my Steam account open now. Uh, 93 hours. That's too many. Stop. Okay. So if we look at my... The next... uh, So the game above that is Elite Dangerous, 98 hours, but I don't believe... I 
I don't think that's true. I think a lot of that was me just leaving it on. FTL, above mm. that, 111 hours. Slay the Spire, 127 hours. These are all similar types of games, right? Yeah. They are sort of... Uh, they are games with a simple initial premise which slowly complicates and reveals itself and reveals sophistication as you make your way through it. Above that, Fidel Dungeon Rescue, 138 hours. Desktop Dungeons, 152, 142 hours. I have a type. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and right at the top, I think, is No Man's Sky with 149 hours. Um, I, don't, I don't regret my time in, uh, in any of those games, I think, uh, because I learned a lot about game mechanics from them all. And I'm hoping that I'm learning stuff right now but you're still trying to make it worthy. You're still trying to make it worthwhile. Can't you just have enjoyed it, even though it's not? That's a good point. The most like, if you just if you enjoy something, does it matter whether you learn something or whether it's like a good game? Right, right. I think that's right. So I'm definitely enjoying Noita. I am enjoying the situations that emerge from the systems uh, that the developers have put in place, and I'm still discovering things and learning things and having situations that challenge me and that are interesting. Um, the times I feel like my time is wasted is when it is a match three mm. and actually I get to the end of the game and I'm like, what did I really learn or achieve there? Uh, nothing. You know, like, I don't think the systems in Grindstone are particularly sophisticated. I'm enjoying them and I'm enjoying the polish in the game. In the match three game that I played on Switch, they certainly won't, but I was still compelled to do it. And the same is true, I think, from the guilt that you feel from playing that Christmas mm. Christmas game. But I... None of those games on my list I feel any guilt about sinking that mm. time into because I genuinely enjoyed it. It wasn't just being tricked into thinking I'm enjoying it. It wasn't just passing time and going, oh, cool, I'm achieving something, I'm achieving... No, you're not. Oh, yeah, I am. I completed another level. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, in those games, it genuinely felt like a story, not a traditional beginning-to-end mm -hmm. narrative, but a, a sort of narrative that I was writing myself and my own exploration of the mechanics and my own joy but you're right joy is non-trivial it's hard to find sometimes i also think uh with games like the christmas game the thing it is taking me away from is horrible horrible twitter and, <laughs> and bad bad facebook and it, it like it does That's the true. same like clicky dopamine oh i've done a thing yay yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i saw a thing yeah um and to be honest at the minute i would rather get that from a a, a not very sophisticated mm. game uh, that I can walk away from and feel a bit guilty about and rather than uh, going to, you know, what was once the number one game of the year uh -huh. um, from Charlie Brooker's yeah, yeah. top games of the year um, and, n yeah, not walk away from it feeling like, oh, ev everybody is it's horrible. True. <laughs> it was, you know, it still is a game. It was such a joyful game yeah. back then, you know, everyone trying to be smarter and joining in on these huge threads and funny jokes and now it's not funny anymore it's, it's a horrible the community <laughs> has ruined it and it's a game that still exists but it's not a satisfying game and so in that respect anything you can do to take time away from your involvement mm. in something that hurts your mental health and potentially hurts the mental health of others uh is a good thing i think mm -hmm. did you see uh, what happened to me on twitter this week no. You see my rampant sour tweet? No, what, what happened? A plus. Uh, I might talk about it later, but at the moment, maybe I'll leave it as a teaser to attract more people to my Twitter account. Get involved. Don't play match threes. <laughs> Should we do some reviews? Let's do it. Anne. I have... Oh, two games. Two? Yeah. That'll come in useful. Yeah, one game. Okay. Uh, One game was the game that I wanted to play. 
the Bradwell conspiracy. Ah. So I started playing it. Um, Every time you say the Bradwell conspiracy, I think, is that that man who wrote those books? And then remember that's Gladwell. Yeah. It's not him. It's not him. It's uh, made by friend of the show. George Backer. What do we call him? Gerog. Gerog. Because I wrote it on a okay. thing once. Good. Wrong. Okay. Uh, so, yes, it is made by a friend of the show. So, you know, ethics. Uh, Just to climb, but you're not in it. Are you in it? Oh. Are you in it? No. No. So um, it's fine. We can review it. Yeah. So uh, it is a game that is set at Stonehenge and everything's like, there's been a big... Has there been a big... Okay. And you're on the floor and you have to get up and everything is oh, like... Oh, no. I know. That's awful. <laughs> and then you have to get up and you're like trying Wait, to Wait, how do you get up? You do on the screen. Yeah. You on the left-hand side. Yeah. You push upwards. Okay. And on the right-hand side, you move around. That's how you do look. Okay. I, right, okay. Yep. Uh... So yeah, then you get up and you're like, oh no, everything is smashed and broken and I'm stuck in here. And so it's a... The stones are smashed and broken. No, so you're in a, a building, like a visitor's building. Okay. The Bradwell Yeah, because you can't thing. get close to the The stones. Bradwell place. It's definitely got a name. Something okay. Bradwell. Something. Remember, Bradwell is important. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, you... Uh, you're there and then you're stuck in there and you can't get out and that there's either no electricity or the electricity isn't rooting to the right place and then uh but you've got some glasses on a bit like iphone glasses where and it's so it's your um you were being you're a visitor there and you were being guided around it so you've got your uh, visitor guide glasses on and the guide is just Did they not come off when you were knocked over no nah. okay i think they're quite sturdy um <laughs> I think maybe Apple should have a word. All right. See, see how they made them. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, so then there is um, the, the uh, computer guide that is in there, sort of checks you over and tells you what to do and where to go. Uh, and then you get a connection to somebody else who is in the building. Um, and so I played a bunch of, well, I played some of it, but I didn't play loads of it because it is a narrative game. And I was playing it on a train and I kept having to stop and then it would go back a bit and then I had to replay parts and I had to stop again and then it would go back a bit. So I stopped playing it. Okay. Uh, so I don't feel that I've done a full and just review. Seven out of ten. <laughs> um, and then instead I played uh, Peggle. Blast. Why wouldn't you? Because I've been playing it quite a lot. But wait, that's not on Arcade. No, we discussed this before. It was when Arcade started and I just wanted to play okay. Peggle. Uh, so yeah, I'm just continuing to play. Play. I, it, it's sort of the thing that we were discussing. What do I get out of playing Peggle? It feels nice. Uh, what do I get out of playing the Bradwell Conspiracy? I can have conversations with people about like good, <laughs> but interesting. But does it feel nice? No, you're lying games. on the floor. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I don't feel like I have the time at the minute to like get into it, and I want to be able to get into it. So I went back to Peggle, and it was lovely. I uh, got through almost an entire another round. There was an octopus lady in it this time. What? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm doing really well. Those pegs, man. Are you having? Are you being? Uh, do you feel like you are being squeezed for microtransactions? I haven't microtransacted once. But do you feel like it wants you to? I don't know. Those screens come up, and I just ignore them and I'm like ah whatever as soon as it starts making it so that if I it's so I either have to do time like time stuff uh -huh. it isn't doing that 
And I honestly don't know. Typically what happens is you reach a level and it's too difficult to do without power-ups. Well, hi, I'm really good at this game, <laughs> so it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Or I'm really slow at this game Yeah. and I haven't got there yet. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't feel that pinch okay. at the minute. Oh, it's got ads in it. Has it? That... That's it. Are they, do they have goblins and adventurers I keep in diverting it? my eyes. Do you? Yeah. Every time they come up, I go, I just go, no. No, not today. Uh, I let them play out. When I'm know. playing uh, free-to-play mobile games, I perpetually get adverts for Words with Friends. That's what it's always showing me. Always Words the with Friends. The one it's always showing me is one where it's there are different letters and you sort of swipe around them to spell out different words mm, yeah I've had that too and the thing is both of those games I would play yeah. I really want to but play but I will not play yeah I because will I not be advertised I at. don't want to be a little tick in a column that goes yeah, yeah well you know uh, we showed this showed this I don't want to be a now he's, now he's playing it so that sucks yeah uh, Peckle though still there still there still having a nice time well, uh, seven out of ten. Sorry. Yeah, I've been playing. Aside from Nanita, I have found time to play some other games. I've been playing Guild Wars. Yeah, oh, I haven't. I've been playing. I mean, I know where that came from. Yeah, because it's related to one of the titles of the games that I'm going to say later. I've been playing Grindstone. Yeah. Uh, I, I still enjoy it, even though I, I'm not sure I should. Uh, seven out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing. I'm still playing Alphabet because it's just a nice thing to play on the mm-hmm. tube. Uh, 7 out of 10. Play two new games on Apple Arcade. Uh, one of which I'm sure I will end up talking about Simon on a future show, so uh, may have to refer back to this episode. I've been playing Sensociable Soccer, not Sensible Soccer. Okay. Is that on uh, Apple Arcade? It is. It hmm. launched the other day alongside the other game that I'm going to talk about. Um, so I was quite excited to play this because obviously we had... John Hare on the show many years ago uh, I beat Simon at the game and beat John Hare at the game as well well in very early prototype Uh, it's changed a lot since then yeah so I believe he came on the show to promote the Kickstarter that he ended up pulling quite early on because that just wasn't working out for them then the game went into Steam Early Access that sort of didn't work out for them either it seems the game did go on to early access but uh, now it's no longer on steam and the the forum is full of people who are a bit cross about that what happened was uh, they found a deal with a chinese mobile publisher okay and so the game shows a lot of signs of that in fact it's very very clear it's been retooled for a completely different market it is not the uh, game that i was super excited to play at least uh, its heart is different or maybe it's not its heart maybe it's its clothing is different <laughs> uh it's it's now very much a collect cards to build your team very excitingly i was able to select stockport county my team to well play as or, or at least not stockport county but stockport which i guess is uh, rights free it's just a town name but in my heart, I was playing in Stockport County. However, all of the players are different, and those players are just cards you collect with randomly generated names and stats. Uh, by winning matches, you get gems, and those gems, I guess, you can spend on other packs of cards, which you can use to upgrade your team. I'm not sure I'll get that far, because the heart of the game is still sensible soccer. Uh, it feels like a, you know, a really solid implementation of that. But I was finding it quite hard to um, 
not to win or not to score, but to beat players or to find interesting things to do. And I guess that's because my players don't have enough intelligence yet because they're trying to get me to upgrade my team by spending buying gems and stuff none of this is is monetized or at least i didn't see it in a free-to-play sense but i guess it probably is in the android uh chinese mobile version Mm -hmm. and you can feel that impact on the game i'm hoping when the game comes to pc uh and they've announced that it will do in 2020 that all of that stuff will be removed and we can have the version of sensible Uh, the sort of updated sensible world of soccer that I've wanted for many 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 years a playful football game with nice uh, leagues and a sort of management system that is is analogous to real life rather than just analogous to card collecting Mm. Uh, but we'll see right now it's just it's good to see it on Apple Arcade and it's nice that lots and lots of people will get a chance to try it Oh, it's good, wasn't it? Good. Scores? Uh, seven out of ten. Great. Uh, the other game that I've been playing, I'll just put this in the background. The other game I've been playing is Guild Lings, which is why I said Guild Wars, ah. uh, which is um, Asha Volma, match three. Uh, not match three, threes. Threes. Asha Volma's threes. It's his new game. It's completely different. It's an RPG. Uh, it's a little bit charming. It's set in a very, very interesting world. I got bored before I got to the game bit. Uh-oh. And I think that's not Ash's fault. I think that's because I just wanted to play Naita. I might go back to it, but with 100 Apple Arcade games to explore. I mean, I played it's it tricky, for isn't it? 40 minutes or something, and I just, I still am not really clear what the game is. Like, I did a lot of dialogue, a lot of chatting to people, like, and then it set me off on a little quest, and I was like, eh... And I loaded up something else instead. No eater. Uh, so that is a not fair review, but that's the days that we're in. We're, everything is super competitive, right? Like, there are so many games there, and it costs me nothing to close that and open another one. I, sometimes, I sometimes feel with games at the minute when I'm uh, reviewing them, obviously for the show, it's not, this is a bad game. It's, this was not the game for me on that particular day. Absolutely, and that's the key point, I guess, on that particular day. But I'm not compelled to go back to that game now. Like, there are, you know, I'll try one of the other hundred ones, and so you're rolling a different kind of dice. Now, of course, the developers have been rewarded by Apple right now. You know, uh, I've talked to some of them, and everyone's really, really happy with the deals that they were given. Uh, but I do wonder about the PSN... Um, PlayStation Plus style effect that this is going to have on developers A, who don't manage to get that or B, who you know offer their games to Apple for cheaper because that's the only way they can get any money mm. and that's what I'm worried about. But for now, I'm enjoying the 100 odd time. games on Apple it's Arcade. Great it's time. really, really good. Um, that's the end of the show. We've, We've got, got to close go. it up. Mario Key on Friday, everybody. We'll see you there. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 